0: hello 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 and welcome back to give me more reality it's me Kylie back again all right guys quickly I know that I haven't touched on this yet but I wanted to briefly just touch on it really quickly and it is the Britney Spears of it all okay I mean For those of you that are listening, if you did not guess that I was a Britney Spears fanatic, um, you know, shame on you. Okay. It's literally in my, it's literally in the title. Okay. (laughs) If you didn't know, Britney Spears has a song called Give Me More. Um, That song is attached notoriously to her when things were not going well for her and um she's saying give me more at the mtv movie awards she had that it was like a weird bobby wig that was (sighs) wasn't well it wasn't well and she wasn't well i mean she was basically just sauntering across the stage if you remember that new year's eve mariah carey situation where she was just kind of walking around while (laughs) her while her track wasn't playing um imagine that, but a million times worse in case you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. So anyways, I love Britney Spears. Let me just say this. I have loved her. I mean, since the jump, since Oops, I Did It Again came out. Okay. I've always been on the Britney Spears wagon. All right. When things were going downhill, was I a little like, what the fuck? Of course. I think like a lot of us were, but we didn't really know what was going on behind closed doors. Okay. And a lot of us should have kept that judgment to ourselves. Am I guilty of judging her at that really just terrible time in her life? Yes. And have I judged her a little bit during also now this also terrible time that she has been going through? Yes, I have. But have I always been a supporter and I've always just wanted her to win? Yes, I have. And all I can say is fucking hashtag free Britney. Okay. I am just beside myself, especially after hearing what she was saying in that courtroom uh, last week, it is disturbing. It's disturbing that for 13 years, she's been locked under this situation. And, and I'm sorry, but let's be honest, there have been um, child stars or other just celebrities whether it be a child or an adult that have done things a million times worse than what Britney has done in her past and they did not get locked into a conservatorship it's insane for her to have no say in what and what she does or what she wants to do as in work basically who can be you know around her who she can have around who what she can do with her own fucking body I mean, it is literally, it is just violations on so many levels that it, it's not okay. It's not okay. I mean, listen, if she wanted to freaking blow through her money, then let her blow through her money. It is her decision. If she wanted to continue to be on a crazy path and, and not, you know, be able to, you know, let's say have a relationship with her boys, then that is on her I don't think those things, but I'm just saying she deserves to have her own life. Now, there have been some people on Instagram that have been doing the Lord's work out here, you guys. The Lord's work, okay? They are sleuthing through her Instagram like there is no tomorrow. And people have noticed that the photos or videos that she has been posting of herself in Hawaii are basically this it's they're the same they're the same photos that she had posted it sounds like a year ago when she was in Hawaii or maybe even a little bit longer than that or last time I'm not sure but I'm just saying basically people are saying that they are reposting stuff to make it look like Britney is in Hawaii when she's not and I'm disturbed I am disturbed because what does that mean then does that mean that she's just locked behind her house is her boyfriend Sam? Is that just some sort of ploy to make us think that she just has the normal life? Does she actually want to be with him? Or is he just like a a rental boyfriend It didn't sound like that was the case in the sense of when she was speaking in the court document, in the, in the court, when she was saying, you know, with her boyfriend and stuff like that. And he seems to be very supportive of her. But it's a little iffy on if they have so much restriction over her, why are they allowing him... Around, especially if he's speaking out in the way that he's speaking out, you know, questions. But I just wanted to just say, like, listen, I I hadn't touched on it, but clearly, I'm a supportive. I am a fan of my queen, Britney Spears. By the title, I just if anybody hadn't gotten that, that is where it is coming from because I love Britney Spears. So I had to figure out a way to use one of her songs <laughs> as my podcast name and that's what i did give me more reality that is why it's spelled exactly like that's not why it's that's why it's spelled incorrectly also it's spelled like the song give me more gimme give gimme give you know the song everybody don't act like you don't okay okay so I just want to say I am supportive of her. Um, if you follow my IG page, you would have saw that I also did a post on her as well in regards to just saying that I think dance is the only thing that she has keeping her fucking sane. But also, what are they just loading her up with lithium pills that are just like here, just dance in front of this camera for the next 15 hours? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's scary. I just, I I'm scared. But it looks like she had She's finally filed, stating that she wants the conservatorship to end. But then I saw another. um, Then I saw a post on uh, on my IG. I cannot remember what. uh, I can't remember what whose account it was. Damn it! I should write this stuff down, you guys. I'm sorry. I'll get better. I promise. But they were saying that TMZ took it down. So did it get posted, or did it not get posted? Help me out here. If anybody knows. Again, please DM, drop a line, somebody say something. Figure out what Tommy does on Shaw's and tell me also it did Britney Spears file to enter conservatorship or not? Those are my big questions. <laughs> That's what I need to know. That's what I need to know. So just know I love Britney. I support her. I'm wishing for the best. I will and for always and always will be a Britney fucking fan and will always be free Britney. Always. You never know what is going on in somebody's life. You never know. And that girl has been through some rough ass times and it was hard for her to deal with. And all of us know that we have been there, but imagine the whole world watching you. Imagine that. It's tough stuff. It's tough stuff. Okay. I'll leave that there. I just know I love my Britney Spears. Give me more. Give me, give me. Come on. Uh, okay. Now, before I get into Shaw's, you guys, I need to get a plea out. <laughs> There's no way that the show's not going to come back, but married to medicine. Amazing. Okay, if you haven't watched, I was going to review it, you guys, but by the time I started this podcast, it was literally in the middle of the season. And that's no excuse, I know. I should have just, I should have just, uh, should have just reviewed it regardless. But I will say, even with the COVID of it all, I still enjoyed the season. There were some episodes where I was like, but for the most part, I I still enjoyed the season. I love these ladies. I love Dr. Simone. Dr. Simone, Dr. Jackie, Dr. Heavenly, (laughs) Toya. (laughs) If you watch Married to Medicine, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then go watch fucking Married to Medicine. Okay? (laughs) Or just Google the intro to Married to Medicine. Okay? Okay. But that show is so good. So we also have Dr. Contessa calling Dr. Contessa. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And listen, these ladies have been through some shit. Okay. What I love about them is that they, they are about just about just these women's just doing their thing, doing their thing, being doctors. And I mean, there are a couple, um, there are a couple of gals on there that are doctors wise, but listen, those girls, those ladies still got to hold their men down, You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, I'm sure it's not easy also being a doctor's wife because they are going to be gone a lot of the time. And, you know, they also, you know, they're caring for, they're caring for a lot of people and they need to be cared for when they get home. I'm just saying, I don't know, but that's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm getting from the show. That's what I'm saying. Um, but these ladies also, they fight for their motherfucking relationships. That's some shit to fucking just like hello, people, people that are thinking about like, you know, people that have been divorced or, you know, thinking about divorce or whatever, like look at these like people. Okay. We have Dr. Jackie. I want to say it was maybe season two or season three where her husband publicly fucking cheated on her. Okay. This dumbass when the show started coming up, decided to go take some random lady out on an excursion. They went and flew somewhere. And of course his ass got fucking popped with a paparazzi. So bingo bongo, Dr. Jackie found out real quick. Now, was everything perfect in their marriage? No, it wasn't. Was he feeling ne- neglected? One hundred percent, he was. Was that Dr. Jackie's fault? No. I mean, yes, in some ways, but they needed to redefine their relationship. They needed to find. A, they needed. They needed to find some common ground again, and they worked their shit out. And they are now still and continue, as far as I know, continue to be happily married. Then you have Cecil and Doctor Simone. They are my favorite fucking couple, y'all. When those two, they were thinking about divorce. They were doing. They had a separation going on for a while. There, it broke my fucking heart. Okay, they are. They just seem like they are just goals, straight up goals. I love their relationship. They just compliment each other. They both are hilarious. You can tell they both just enjoy each other. So it was sad to see that things got became so broken down between them to where they had to, had to separate. But again, they were able to come together. And then also on the reunion, um, you know, Dr. Simone was like, listen, I don't like this. I think Cecil was talking to, it was a friend of his, but it was a girl. And Dr. Simone felt like it was inappropriate and she wanted it to stop. So finally, Cecil finally says, I will stop that if you, if we can work on this and look at him today, happily motherfucking married y'all. I'm just saying, I just love that these people work on their Like they, it's not just like give up and then, you know, that's it. People are working to save their relationships and I fucking, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, This season though, it is Dr. Contessa. And I cannot remember her husband name, Her husband's name. He is also a doctor. So... I don't know, guys. Because he's an ass, I feel like. I... I just... I don't know. Their stuff is a little mucky. You don't know exactly what is really going on. We don't really know. We know that Dr. is not happy. We also know that it's very plausible that her husband is cheating on her. And has been for we don't know maybe how long. I, I, I don't know, but we are at the reunion stage now. I just watched the, uh, re the first reunion and, oh Lord, like, listen, these ladies still have drama between themselves, which is just great. Heavenly just talks shit all day. Nobody, she's reckless with her mouth reckless. She cracks me up. Her laugh is insane. It's slightly annoying. She's like, hee, 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 hee. it's weird. It's <laughs> it's crazy, but I love her. It, she makes great TV and you can't deny that. Toya also a loud mouth says, says her fucking, you know, says her piece may not be, you know, may, maybe it wasn't asked for, but she has a lot to say. But also hilarious. Like these ladies are funny. Quad, you guys. Quad. Love her. Love her, love her, love her, love her. She's so funny. She's so fucking witty. And just the things that come out of her mouth, just like right off the top of her head, it blows my mind. I'm just like, how did you even come up with that so quickly? Like, I think uh, because she is now single. She was married to a therapist, but they have since been divorced. I think their divorce may have. Uh, I think it was finalized maybe last year or so, maybe two years. Not sure. Anyways. um, So Andy in the reunion is like, Hey, listen, I heard Bill Gates is, you know, he's getting divorced. Like maybe I can, you know, that's something to go after. And she's like, listen, if you hook it up, like I can do my part. (laughs) I don't think I'm quoting it accurately, you guys, but that was pretty much like the, you know, that's the meat and potatoes of it is all I'm saying. So, Oh goodness. But I just, I love it. It's so good. Um, it, it looks like Contessa's is deciding to tell her husband that she's filing divorce literally on the reunion because at the ending of this reunion, um, you know, they're talking about how she's filed for separation and then cut to the preview of the next uh, part two reunion. By the way, this reunion is, is three fucking parts. <laughs> um, uh He and the rest of the guys start kind of like slowly walking out and you see, oh, I think his name's Scott. Her husband's name is Scott. Contessa's husband's name is Scott. Um, he is like, are you, did you really file for divorce or separation? Or I can't remember which one it was. I think it may have been separation. And I'm like, damn, damn to damn, damn, damn. How are y'all gonna, how are y'all not gonna be able to like talk about that, but then y'all are doing the reunion together? It's weird. I don't know. Maybe that was just easier for her. I don't know, but you guys get on to Married to Medicine. Please. Please, 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 please. It's so good. So good. It's on Hulu. I'm pretty positive it's on Hulu. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to look it up. But, it's so good. It's so so good. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so it just I just wanted to speak out on Married to Medicine because it's a good damn show and it, always. It's like Potomac. Like we are always firing on all cylinders. Things are always happening. And Potomac, you guys, is getting closer and closer and closer. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Give it to me. This season looks amazing. Uh <laughs> I cannot wait. Now quickly, I will just touch on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Listen, I loved Crystal in the beginning, you guys, but I feel like she is a dog with a goddamn chew toy. Listen, do I think it was inappropriate? Do I think that it was inappropriate? Um, for Sutton, for just barely knowing somebody to lightly knock and then walk into her room? Yes, I do. I do think it's inappropriate. And I would have also said the same thing. But if you're going to tell the lady that you're going to let it go and let it the fuck go, I understand that other people are asking you about it, but you could just tell them, listen, just, it's not something that that I want to talk about right now. And then you can just let, no, listen, we got to address this. Too many people are asking me about it. Let's let us both address it or something. But, you know, again, that wouldn't be good TV if we did things in the appropriate way. You know, if she did do that, then what would I have to talk about? Hello. (laughs) Listen, I understand the format and the love of, and why I love these shows. But it's also, I'm a shit talker. And that's why I love them because then I just, you know, have shit to say. <laughs> but regardless, I still love Claire. I still love Crystal. I think she is a great addition to the show. Um, I love that she taught the ladies how to make dumplings. I thought that was amazing and great. Um, I loved watching Garcelle and um, Kyle just go to town on those dumplings together. Um, you know, just, I felt like that was a good moment for them after having such kind of a, a little, uh, having a little bit of a bumpy ride at the beginning of the season and the end of last season. So I thought that was like a nice little and it's little moment for them, you know, eat some dumplings together and start things anew, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. And now the Erica Jane of it all. Okay. Now, listen, I, I know you, if you listened to the last episode after watching The Hustler and The Housewife, I really did believe, like, listen, she has no fucking idea. She has no idea. Now watching the episode of Real Housewives, I don't know what the fuck I believe. Now, I think, I think she did know. Now, did anybody fucking catch when she, would, she and Renna were having, uh, I think it was towards the end of the episode, and her and uh, Erica and Renna were having uh, some drinks together, and she's just talking about how, you know, the last day, uh, basically, she dropped Tom off and said, I love you, and he just said, thanks, hon. She said that it felt like, you know, she was just like a receptionist or something, or... You know, a client or an employee, which ugh, yikes. And then, um, I don't know, she started, I, I think she may have said a few more things after that, but then she eventually came to the fact, I think it was in her conf or er, no, it was at the end where she was just saying, you know, well, he's got a lot more, uh, he's got a lot more issues to deal with. Well, what the fuck you mean, Erica, what the fuck you mean? Because uh, uh, you made it seem like you don't know nothing. And from that little small, just few-word sentence, it seems like you knew enough to get your ass out of there before the fucking shit hit the fan. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. Ugh, goodness. But also, okay, let's just, there was a flashback of Erica um and tom and i want to say this was back when they went to i think lisa's house for dinner and i can't remember who it was i think maybe it was even like lisa um vanderpump that like cut him off or something and he's like excuse me i was talking and then erica like kind of like says something and he said erica i was talking like y'all chills went down me spine when I saw that, I completely forgot about that stuff. Completely forgot about it. So I do believe her in the sense that that it has always been Tom's way. And, you know, she finally was able to just like get some motherfucking freedom and know that she does not need him to become what she wants to become. You know, to have her dreams Listen, he may have, <laughs> he may have flipped the bill for some of them, but you know, you got to jump off somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, listen, I'm trying to jump off this little baby podcast, hoping a prayer, you know, for something who can say, who knows, but you know, we all got to jump off from something. Okay. And she jumped off that, jumped off that, those millions of dollars that were spent on her, whether that be for music videos, hairs, you know cosmetic surgery, whatever, whatever it was. I mean, listen, y'all can't lie. Erica's a goddamn lie. If we, if she really thinks that we're about to believe that she's never had any sort of fucking surgery before, look at those photos of her. Okay. Before she was a real housewife, please, please. We've, we've had things nipped, tucked, snipped. Come on. No judgment. Like goddamn you banging. (laughs) Like you look great, but you had some shit done. Um, So listen, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm just saying like, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know if, I don't know if Tom's at fault. I mean, I don't know, sorry, Tom is at fault. That's not a question. What I'm saying is that I don't know if Erica knew what Tom was doing or not. And I don't know if we'll ever get the answer to that question, but. it, we're definitely going to be watching some uh, going to be watching some court proceeding. Figure out close enough, but I don't think we'll ever know one hundred percent. So we shall see. We shall see. But it looks like uh, again saw something on IG. I don't remember the I don't remember the person's page. I'm so 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 sorry. Um, but uh, oh, it was the Bravo Docket. That's what it was. Bravo Docket. That. Um, that was saying that basically that the, uh, somebody had, I think it was, it must have been, um, you know, the, the attorneys that are suing her that have put in a motion for her. what's the word I'm looking for here. Um, all of her like transactions of kind of how she's paying for things, um, so her landlord, it's I think it was her landlord, her attorney, her Erica Jane business, just I mean, basically all of her just um, financial records. There's the fucking word Jesus. Um, just find out her financial records on how she's paying for things. So yikesies my I can't wait to figure out what they find in those items, because woo i don't think it's gonna be what erica wants them to see that's what's nerve-wracking guys okay now listen i've talked about enough show enough other i've talked about enough of these other shows let's get into shaw's shall we okay and um i put in here i'll change it later but i forgot that it's a new episode i was still on does the, the, Destiny's, uh, the Destiny Street Nightmare, Nightmare on Destiny Street. But this new episode is called The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> oh, goodness. So if you guys remember the end of the last episode, we ended on Mike and Destiny getting into an altercation at Destiny's house. And yeah, I did not like that one little bit. I think it just got really out of hand and I just, I don't understand why Mike was like so on edge. Yeah. So, <sighs> Hey, that whole situation at Destiny's house did not turn out well. Um, so we cut, we, in the beginning of the episode, it is, um, we catch up with Nima and, but he is talking to Mike over via the phone. Um, and I don't know. I just felt like he was like, definitely sounded like very like, um, like melancholy. And so I don't know if that was, you know, him being, you know, like he actually like felt bad or, you know camera time. Unclear. But I still feel like fucking Mike needs to relax. He needs to fucking relax. I just feel like what he is doing when he was talking on the phone with Nima, I felt like it was classic projection. Classic. Like he did something wrong, but instead of admitting and taking, you know, his lumps for it in a sense, everyone else is the problem. You know, everybody else is after him. You know there's some sort of conspiracy theory about everybody being after him and it's like no just take responsibility for the fact that you did your girl dirty she told everybody everybody got into your business because you couldn't keep your dick in the pants dip your dick in the pants (laughs) couldn't keep your dick in your pants sir so i'm sorry but the beginning of that story started with you i mean disrespecting your girlfriend end of story end of fucking story. Like that is it. It's just, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. So then we catch up with Gigi and destiny. And, um, you know, those two are talking about the whole altercation. And I I don't, I couldn't really tell like whose side exactly like, um, like Gigi was like on because, but I also, I do agree with her in the sense, like, like she's right. Like, why does anyone care if he's a cheater? Let him be. What does that have to do with anybody else's life? Like that is his own problem. That is his, that is his own issue. He is fucking shit up for himself, no one else. Like that doesn't mean just because he's a cheater doesn't mean that you guys can't be still friends with him. It just means that you know like you're not gonna like hook your friends up with him. You know what I mean? Because you know that he's not gonna be treating people right. End of story. But that doesn't mean you all can't still be like a friend. But I think the issue though is, is that Destiny is good friends with Paulina. So she's seeing Paulina being hurt and she doesn't fucking like it. But also Destiny's right. Is that when she asked him to leave multiple fucking times, he should have just fucking left. That also I can't fucking, ha- I can't stand. I don't like that one bit. If she asked you to fucking leave, get your fucking ass out of the house. Somebody will take your coat to you. Okay. You're in goddamn LA also. You really need that coat that fucking bad please, 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 please. Okay. Like you ain't in, you ain't out here in, you know, Wisconsin or Utah or whatever in October where it's, you know, you know, 20, 20 degrees and shit. Like relax. You're going into a heated car surfaced car, sir. And then you're walking into your home. So I think you're going to be okay. I think you're going to be okay. So yeah. So you know, we'll touch a little bit more on that a little bit later. But anywho, we then cut to Reza, and he is getting ready to talk to his ghostwriter. So Reza is going to write a book, which you guys, I love the fucking title. I love it. He said, "Memoirs of a Gay Shaw." B- uh, brilliant, 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 brilliant. I mean the. the the title, like I don't know how many other titles that he had, but bravo bravo for not giving up and finding the right one. Because fuck me, that's amazing. Memoirs of a gay shaw. You guys, like I I mean, fuck. I mean, you know, there's like a million people out there that are probably like, God damn it, I wish I would have thought of that. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not gay, nor am I a shaw, but I wish I would have came up with that shit. Amazing. Amazing. So, but you know, you can definitely tell when he was talking with his ghostwriter, like Reza has a lot of wounds from his like childhood and understandably. So, I mean, first generation immigrant, you know, and, and then also being gay in his, in his culture, it, it, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, especially during like those times, you know, you know, late eighties, early nineties and stuff like that, like hard, hard stuff. Not like today, you know what I'm saying? Where we're all just trying to be accepting and accept, accept everybody for who or what or how they identify. Yeah. So I just, you know, I feel for him. I really do. And I think that that's what Gigi was getting to, I think, last in last week's episode. And um, I think when she was talking to MJ and just saying like, he has like a lot of wounds and he does. And he does lash out from those wounds sometimes. But maybe this book will really help and maybe it'll be really like lethargic um, and really able for him to kind of like work some th- work through some stuff that maybe he has really hidden from himself. So I, th- I think it'll be really good for him in the long run. Really, really good. So MJ invites all the girls over to do a slumber party, uh, which I thought was great. So she invited Gigi, Gigi's sister, Landon, and I think that was it. I think that was all. So was just the four of them. Um, and so they all go over to MJ's house. Now it cracked me up <laughs> that Tommy was like, okay, so this is gonna be like a Persian summer party. So are you guys gonna like roast some like kebabs? And then are you guys gonna, you know, tell one girl how disappointed you are in them? And then will you uh, you know, instead of doing like pillow fights, you guys gonna like hit each other with like Persian rugs or <laughs> just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. MJ was just like, that's not funny. I was like, I thought it was hilarious. Like he got me, he got me good. I was dying. I was dying. Um, so when Landon gets there, she says the little baby Shams, (laughs) well, first she says to, uh, MJ, I'm not good with kids. And then she looks over to Shams and says, hello, I'm Landon. I'm an adult. Well, I'll tell you something, Landon. You definitely didn't have to tell MJ that you're not good with kids. Uh, You could have just said that to Shamps and called it a day. Could have called it a day. (laughs) So the boys are doing, um, I think it's Nima, Shervin, Mike, and then some like random Mike friend, who I think the Mike friend, I want to say we've seen him before. And I want to say it was when Mike was launching that shoe line. He may have been an investor. I would not be surprised. Would not be surprised. But they are at one of those like weird like axe things, you know, where like where you have to like, you know, it's like a bar, but you're like throwing axes, which I've never understood. Like, why are you gonna have like a bunch of drunk people with axes? But maybe they have like a limit, which I think would make sense. And it's probably for the best when you're throwing fucking axes and shit, like scary pairs, guys. But Nima just said something funny when they were there. He was just saying that like Shervin is like the Persian Paul Bunyan, which I was like, he is though. He is. (laughs) He's got like these huge arms. He's got like, you know, like a, you know, a burly beard. And he's over here just hacking those fucking axes like nobody's business and getting them bullseyes. Bullseye. Mike fucking bet him a hundred dollars that he couldn't do it again. And bingo bongo. He did it again. He did it again. Oops! I did it again. You know, listen, just another Britney, you know, call out real quick. Um, and then we cut back to the girls. They, you know, back to the girls' uh, slumber party. And um, I think it's uh, I want to say Gigi's sister that asked like the group basically like where's like the craziest place you had sex again? MJ never disappoints. She says the Playboy Mansion. Get it, MJ. Get it. I love that you're at the Playboy Mansion. I love that you had sex in the Playboy Mansion. Like, bravo, bravo. Bravo, bravo. Um, and then another thing with the guys, um, when they're, they're still at that axe b- throwing bar, and then they decided to play some, like, 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 beer pong, but with barrels and basketballs, basically. And Nima goes first, and he shoots it. And you guys, my heart broke. My heart broke when he shot it. He says, Kobe. (sighs) Then he missed. Then he missed. My heart is still aching from that. Just even having to like say it again out loud. And I'm sure, I'm sure Nima's heart also ached at that point in time as well. But I was just like, don't. If you, if you can't, if you can't, don't, don't Kobe it. Don't Kobe it, please. (sighs) (sighs) Ah. And then um, Nima asked Mike like like oh did Paulina get uh, invited over to go like hang with the girls and he's like yeah she did but you know like we didn't feel like it was like you know a super like comfortable situation you know for her to like be in or be around and it's like no my dude you you don't feel like it's comfortable for her to be in that environment because you are terrified about what she's about to tell people. Because you keep fucking doing shit to disrespect your girl, in which she's going to fucking basically talk to other girls about it. And you don't want to get your name dragged through the mud because you don't want to be fucking accountable for the shit that you do, bro. (laughs) So, no, it wasn't fucking Paulina. It was your ass. Oh, yeah. Destiny was at the slumber party, guys. I did not mention that before, but Destiny was there also. So it was Gigi, Gigi's sister, MJ, Landon, Destiny. So five of them. And then um, after, you know, kind of the guys and girls, like, meet up and stuff like that, then we cut to Destiny and Reza meeting up. Um, They were initially just, like, meeting up to kind of, like... I think kind of like congratulate Reza, like for getting his book started. And then also he wanted to do some recording with destiny as well. Kind of like about his childhood. Now guys, I knew that they have like said in past seasons that they've known each other for like years and shit, but I just thought it was just like some shit like that. We're just saying on like reality TV. I didn't mean, I did not know that they meant it like for reals, for reals. Um, I feel like there was a season. I don't think it was last season. Maybe it was, it may have been the season prior, But I remember when Destiny was like trying to possibly like reach out to her dad and um, she had to bring like Reza in to basically help her get that information. And I just thought that maybe they had become close over her time on the show and he became close with like her mom. And then, you know, he was just kind of like a good soundboard in the sense of just trying to help kind of bridge the gap so then she could get some information from her mom about her dad. Um, But I did not realize that they went like way back. I mean, which I mean, should not surprise me because I'm sure the Persian community, you know, at, you know, in those days, too, was pretty small, especially like, you know, in L.A. and stuff like that. Like it wasn't I'm sure It wasn't like, you know, huge. Um, and so, you know, they they knew each other like their parents were, um, I think, uh destiny's mom and reza's mom were friends and you know the kids just like hung out when families got together and stuff like that um and so yeah i just wanted to touch on that i don't know where i was going with that guys but anyways at that same, um, at the same time, you know, Destiny is talking to Reza like, how much, like, Mike, like, really triggered her and just, like, how, like, kind of, like, distraught she is about the whole situation. And then she divulges that she was, like, she had a stalker, it sounds like, when she was in college for, like, about a year, which, I mean, scary. I mean, when she started to, um, like, describe it, I want to say, I think it was... Uh, I think they flash back to her telling, talking to Gigi about it, where she was saying that she couldn't like, he found her at her job. He would take, he would take her same classes. You know, she found, he found her house, like just like crazy stuff. And listen, this guy must have been putting in some motherfucking work because back in that day, you did not have social media. Do you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like you could just like post your, like post your shit and like figure out like, okay, where's the location tag. No, no, no. Like this guy did some like ridiculous fucking like investigating that is highly fucking disturbing to be able to just like continuously track her down in those days. So I can understand her being like very like triggered by that, especially when you're like, I mean, I'm sure that she has, you know, surely told that guy to like stop following me and he continued to do it. (sighs) Oh God. So yeah. So Mike just like triggered the shit out of her, triggered the shit out of her. Um, we then cut to Nima and his dad. And listen, I thought this was just like the cutest thing his dad was showing, Nima's dad was showing him how to make Persian food. And it just opened my eyes yet again. Like Nima is just a tender little flower. And you can tell that he hates that he missed like so much of his life and just like, you know, and of course, clearly his childhood um, with his, with his dad. And it makes so much more sense. I may have said this before, I'm not sure, or maybe I just thought it. I don't know. But um, that he is, it's so important to him to keep his new Persian family together because his old, you know, his uh, I, I don't I don't want to say like old family, but like his, uh, you know, his true, his, you know true family,, um, they just like broke up and it's been harder. It's been very hard for them to get back to a good place of just having good relationships, you know? So it just, uh, gosh, you can just tell that it's just like, I it mean, it's just like so much to him, so much to him. So like I said, he's just a, he is just a, he's just a little Nima flower. Um, I did not know what to do with, uh, Destiny's car wash you know, I just, I didn't know what to do, but I was like, listen, they'll get it. Cause like destiny is like hot. Like, so I was like, whatever. But then Mike calls in the middle of that conversation. And I just did not like how he was like talking, felt like to me, like very fake that, like how he was just like trying to be very like, Hey, uh, destiny it's, it's me and Mike. And, um, you know, like I, I I just thought it'd be good if we could all, you know, if we could like get together and, you know, talk about what happened. How about you fucking apologize, bro? Fucking apologize, and then maybe we can talk some more about some shit. Let's start there. So I just, I didn't like it. And then I noted here, and I don't remember what it was, uh, why this even came to my mind, is clearly something between Tommy and MJ. But regardless, I just wrote down, I love Tommy. I love Tommy and MJ together. Thank God they have each other. I don't know what it is, you guys. I just, I love him. He cracks me up. He cracks me up. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now let's touch into the destiny and Mike conversation, you guys. So Mike came like with all of his Jewish attire and he straight up, he was like, listen, I need some divine intervention on this one. So he straight up did a straight up prayer um, before destiny showed up. Now, this convo looks like it took at least like 5 to 7 hours long because listen, it was daylight when Mike got there. It was pitch ass fucking dark when by the time <laughs> by the time they finally, you know, ended their conversation, quote unquote. And, you know, Mike was like he started off by just like saying like he's scared of what people are saying and, you know, he just feels like everybody's like against him and And it's like, I don't think that people are against you. They're just trying to get the truth. Like, listen, do we listen to your girl? Like, or should we like block her number? Or like, are you going to be like honest with us about like what's going on? Because your girl just involved us. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? So I don't think it's, I don't think it's like how, it's not, it's not in the way that he is like seeing it again, classic projection. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just super paranoid and, and everybody's just out to get him. You know what I'm saying? and that's it. It just is, it's annoying. It's annoying to me. And listen, I think that maybe what Mike should have done just to avoid this, you know, unfortunate situation is that he maybe should have had some folks sign some NDAs. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, we're not having any sort of issue here with things getting out or maybe have your girl sign an NDA keep that flapper shut. I don't know. I don't know. Especially if you're just going to keep cheating on her, then have her sign an NDA. Like have everybody NDAs all around. You get an NDA, you get an NDA, you get an NDA. (laughs) Just over that shit. Throwing NDAs all over the place. (sighs) Um, Destiny did open up to Mike about like the stalker situation. And that's why that like really triggered her. And I mean, I think they're like in a good place. After this conversation, I mean, in the sense of just kind of like hands being laid on each other. Um, but I think we're far from over, far from over Mike being the center of this season. That's for sure. Based off that mid-season trailer, y'all. Because it seems like to me, like Mike continues to like refuse to let Paulina be around their group of friends. And it's like, for what though? Like what? She already let the cat out of the bag. So like what? They can't talk to her about it? They She messaged them. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what to, I don't know. <sighs> but the trailer looks, it uh, looks great. Looks great. It looks like we get a Reza and Mike sit down. We get a Gigi and Mike sit down. We get Gigi being the voice of reason again, which I find wonderful. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's like, listen, because Gigi had to do a lot of like hard work, I think. And now she's on the other side and now she has some advice to give and is just trying to get people just to, To relax a little bit. Well, not relax, but like make sure that you're, you know, talking this stuff out. She's being the voice of reason. She really is. She's not taking anybody's side, but she is listening to both sides and also having some great feedback, I think, for each side. You know, because she she doesn't need to be on one side. It's just being there for one another. That's all. So, yeah, so we got a lot, a lot to expect from this season based off of the midseason trailer. So very exciting stuff, you guys that's pretty much all I have for Shaws. You know, it's, there wasn't any New York on last week. So I think they had an episode on it. I want to say, I think it's on tonight. So I'll watch that. You know, I'll touch a little bit on that then next, um, on next week's episode. I think that's it, you guys. Um, you know, we touched on Brittany. Uh, we touched on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, so all I can ask is please just continue to listen. Please, 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 please. Again, I just so appreciate it. You guys, I really, really do. Whoever is out there listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you're enjoying the show. I hope that you're telling your friends about it. I hope you go and subscribe. If you don't subscribe for the love of God, follow my IG page. Okay. We're struggling out here (laughs) in IG world, and I think you know the IG page needs a little bit of love, as does the podcast. So, you know what? Listen, it's not one or the other, y'all. Do both, please. Subscribe, like, write a comment, like anything, please. Just show me that you're out there. (laughs) Instead of me just talking into the void. So, remember, IG page is give me more reality. Uh, I mean listen, you're, if you're listening to this now, then, you know, you found the podcast. So bravo, bravo. So thank you for listening again. And, uh, that's it guys. Well, this has been give me more reality. Thanks guys.